0: We've been talking about traveling light, and we've been talking about how, you know, we carry around burdens, we carry around all these different things in life, and we've just been looking at how we need to just let them go, give them over to God, surrender them to God, and just let Him take control of our our life, because we don't need to carry around the heaviness ourselves. And in week one, we talked about worry. And as we just sang, why do we worry? Because God has everything that we need, so why do we need to worry? In week two, we talked about busyness. All of our lives are busy. We feel like we need to just cram in as much stuff as possible and just just fill our schedules, and we don't really leave time for God. We just kind of, you know, pack in all this stuff. We just get to carry around I guess the burden of like what we need to do instead of just pausing for a moment and letting God kind of like have, like set our path for us. And then in Week three, we talked about damaged emotions, and that kind of goes for itself. You know, we look at uh, past hurts that we've had in our relationships and stuff like that, and we just kind of hold on to the emotions that have been damaged by whatever, whatever hurt we have experienced. And then that brought us in to week four, which was last week, which is about hurt. And each one of us in here has been through some kind of hurt, whether that's hurting your family, whether that's church hurt, whether that's friendship hurt. Whatever that looks like to you, we've all been in some kind of hurt. And then today, like I said, we are going to talk about fear. It's one of those things that kind of can leave us crippled at sometimes. It can cause us to have major anxiety. It can turn us it can turn the most excited, extroverted person into like somebody who just kind of like takes the back seat and doesn't wanna deal with anybody because we're scared or we're fearful of what might happen in the future. And when we look at fear, we can be honest that we all are scared or fearful of something. For example, I'm terrified, personally, of going on the roof. I do not enjoy going on the roof. It freaks me out, especially when people walk around the roof like it's flat. Like, they just walk around like they got, like, Spider-Man sticky stuff on their hands and feet. They can just do it. I'm like, I don't think so. Because that thing to me just looks like a giant sliding board with no bottom. Like, I'm just... And we've had an experience this week where the roof even terrifies me even more. So, yeah. If you see a guy walking around with a sling in his arm, you can ask him the story. But that's definitely a roof situation. And my fear goes... My fear goes even to the extent of we're in the process now of selling our house, and my, my fear of the roof, there's a, there was a, a small thing on the roof that needed to be replaced, and I was like, no way, I'm not going up there. I don't care if the piece cost me $5 or not, I'm not going on the roof. So I went through all the kids in my house until I found one that was not scared of heights, and yes... My 16-year-old daughter went on the roof and fixed it for me. Don't judge me. Don't you judge me. She did a great job. job. For those of you who saw the pictures on, on Facebook, she did a great job. But for some of us, fear goes even deeper than the roof. And maybe it's fear of the unknown. Maybe it's a fear of a diagnosis you just received and are terrified of what your future might hold. Maybe someone in here has... Facing a situation that's kind of turned your family upside down and it's completely crippling you or maybe Someone in here is making a big move with their job and they're relocating and due to the job the change Has you paralyzed by fear and I want to tell you that today you don't have to be paralyzed by fear You don't have to allow fear to control you And control what God has already set in place and I know that sounds easier to believe Easier said than done, believe me, because out of those scenarios, I myself, for those of you that actually know me, I'm faced with one of them myself, and this is something that I have had to give over to God over and over again. I have found that fear will just hold me back, but God's faithfulness endures forever. See, there's something powerful that happens when we allow God to take control over our lives and we lean into his faithfulness. See, on Wednesday night, we had a student approach us after our youth service, and she expressed to me that she wanted to be baptized. And that's super exciting when a teenager wants to get baptized. But the next thing she stated was that she also didn't really want to get baptized because she didn't trust herself and that she was fearful. And after speaking with her for a short time, she realized that God was calling her to something. And that her baptism would be that step that led her into trusting God and not herself, and that she didn't have to fear anything because God was in control and she wasn't. In Proverbs 3 5 through 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, and all your ways submit to Him, and He will make your path straight. See, when we lean on our own understanding, we're going to be terrified. When we lean on our own understanding, we're going to be fearful. We're not not going to do anything that God wants us to do. But when we trust in the Lord with all our hearts and we lean on that understanding, our call is limitless. We can do almost whatever. We just got to spread our wings, trust God to carry us through it, and we will become conquerors through Christ. See, we can't leave room for fear. Fear has no place in this home. Fear shouldn't have a foothold in our lives, in our relationships, in our calling, in this microphone that's bothering me. Fear doesn't need to control us. God's antidote for fear is by us dwelling in the house of the Lord forever. And that's where we're going to start here. We're going to start in uh, Psalm 23, which is what we've been... Doing this whole time. So we're going to start at the beginning. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. When we allow God to have control of our lives, we lack nothing. Like I said, it is limitless to what God can call us to do. He makes me lie down at green pastures, He leads me beside. Quiet waters when our life is like a hurricane and our life is like a giant thunderstorm He can take us by the hand and he can lead us By quiet waters. He can calm our soul. He can calm our life down so that we can focus What we need to focus on and that is on him and his faithfulness in our life. He refreshes my soul He guides me along the right path for his namesake. God is never going to lead us down a path of destruction And if you are down a path of destruction, believe me, God is not doing it. The enemy's doing it, and he's lying to you. And even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and staff, they comfort me. Even in the darkest valleys, God can comfort us. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. And this right here is where we're talking today. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. See, fear doesn't need to control us. Like I said, God's antidote for fear is found right here. Surely your goodness and love will be with me all the days of my life. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And today I want to focus on the last part. Because that is where we find God's antidote for fear. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And yes, I'm going to keep repeating that because that is something that when we're fearful, we need to just keep drilling into ourselves. There is no room for fear when we are God's children. There is no room for fear when we can dwell, when we know that we are going to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. When we call Him ours, we have a relationship, we become saved, and Christ is in control of our life. There is no room for fear because God is in control when we dwell in His house. Fear has no place in his house. And through this passage that's right here, we can really understand what the psalmist is telling us. And if we look a little earlier, it says, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil because you are with me. And what I find interesting about that part of the verse is that it says, I will fear no evil. And when we look at, I fear no evil, and we turn around evil, we find the word live. I fear no evil because I live and I dwell in the house of the Lord. See, this verse echoes God's promises that we find throughout the entire Bible. See, in Isaiah 41.10, fear not for I am with you, be, not dis- be dismayed. For I am your God, I will strengthen you, I will help you, I will uphold you with my righteous hand. Hebrews 13, 5 through 6, for he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So you can confidently say that the Lord is my helper, I will not fear. What can man do to me? Second Timothy 1 7, for God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and self control. Deuteronomy 31 6. Be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them, for it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. John fourteen twenty seven says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives to you, but as I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled and neither be afraid. Psalm 27, 1 says, The Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? Psalm 46, 1 through 6 said, God is our refuge and our strength, the very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way. Psalm fifty-five, twenty-two, Cast your burdens on the Lord, where well, he will sustain you. He will never allow the righteous to be shaken. And Psalm 91, 1 through 2, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will be eight, will abide in the shadow of the Almighty I will say to the Lord, my refuge, my fortress, my God is whom I trust. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil because you are with me. We take evil out, fear out, and we live in the house of the Lord forever. For those of you that know me, you know a story of mine, and for those of you that don't, you will learn a story of mine today. In November of 2017, I was faced with probably one of the most fearful things that would ever happen in my entire life. I found myself at the age of 33 years old, in an ambulance, suffering from a massive heart attack. I had 100% blockage in both the main arteries that go into the heart, and I was laying in an ambulance being rushed to the hospital. And in that moment that I was in and out of consciousness, and I was kind of like just probably in one of the biggest fearful states that anybody could ever be in, because who really wants to die at 33 years old? I found myself in this tremendous peace. And not a peace because I wanted to die, because honestly I did not. And for those of you that know me, And for those of you that don't, I have five kids and a wife. So no, I do not need to leave or go. But in those moments, I found myself in tremendous peace. And I remember to myself going, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil because you are with me. My peace came because I knew that even if I was to succumb to my my heart issues in that ambulance at that moment, that I would not have to walk through the darkest valley of my life by myself. That I knew that if I flipped what evil was going to do when I lived, that I would be able to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And that only came with this confidence that I had in myself to know that I had a relationship with Jesus that would sustain me even as I walked through that darkest valley sure your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever as I'm laying in an ambulance as I'm dying as I'm as I'm going I I can see the darkest valley in front of me and I didn't have to let evil overcome my thoughts I didn't have to let evil overcome um, anything of me questioning God because I knew that I lived and that I dwelled in the house of the Lord forever, forever and that evil didn't have any part of me and neither did fear. See, when we look at these verses, David expresses his conviction in this verse that the Lord's goodness will be with him throughout his entire life. Whether green pastures and still waters lay ahead or, David's, uh, or David was required to walk through the valley of the shadow of death, the Lord's goodness would accompany him. And I myself on a personal level have experienced that shadow of death and the Lord's goodness accompanying me because whether or not I died in that ambulance or whether or not I stayed alive, I knew that, that the Lord's goodness covered me because I knew where I stood with him. And over the years of, of David's long life, David found that God is good all the time. And like I said in the beginning, whether you are going through something in your life that has turned your family completely upside down and you're not really sure which way to go with it, or whether, whether you're going through a job loss, or whether you're battling some kind of addiction, whatever it is, God is good all the time. We just have to put fear aside and allow God to take control over our situation. See, further the Lord's unfailing love would be present with every step life's journey. See, Paul encourages us in Romans eight thirty-eight through 39 And that is to count on God's love in all circumstances. Romans 8. tells us to count on God's love in all life circumstances. See, nothing can separate us from his unfailing love. We can use trials to make us more aware of God's love, and that is how we can grow. Because I'm telling you, from the moment that I was in that ambulance till, till right now, I think that me, me, In that ambulance dying of that heart attack was a giant wake-up call to what God was calling me to do because prior To my heart attack I wasn't doing any kind of ministry. I was I was kind of like volunteering But I feel that God's call to my life was listen This is my wake-up call. I know you trust me I know, you know, I have your back. I know you trust my goodness. There's nothing to fear And now I want you to follow through with your calling, and I'm going to keep you here so you do that. God is with us through every life journey. Nothing can separate us from his unfailing love, not even laying on an ambulance bed, fading in and out of life. We can use trials to make us more aware of God's love, and those help us grow, rather than becoming bitter. A lot of people in my life that I've experienced have used their life trials to just kind of make excuses on why they are the way they are instead of seeking God out and trying to find a better way of, to, to better their life. Or to find what God is really calling them to do. We use trials to make us more aware and they help us grow. See, David anticipated that at the end of his, at the end of his life, he would enter heaven, the house of the Lord, and he would live there forever forever. See, having the Lord as our shepherd makes life worthwhile. I would hope that everybody in this room would agree that having the Lord as our shepherd makes life worthwhile and blessed. And when our journey on earth ends, we will enter heaven to live with our shepherd forever. Revelation 7, 16, 17 promises that in heaven, believers will never hunger or thirst or suffer again. For the Lamb in the midst of the throne will be their shepherd, and he will guide them to springs of living water, and God will wipe away tears from their eyes. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right path for his namesake. Even though I walk through the valley, the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you Are with me, your rod, your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows, surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. We take that fear, like I said, we take evil, we flip it upside down and we live in the house of the Lord forever. When fear creeps into your life, remember God's antidote for fear is the truth in which we are assured that we will dwell in his house forever but only if we put our life, our faith, our trust, and our everything into the hands of Jesus. See, even even Old Testament, this this psalm that we find back in the Old Testament, leads us to Jesus, leads us to to this sacrificial giving where, where even Jesus had You know, Even the fear that he might have had, he knew what he had to do because he knew what God's call was on his life. And that is for each one of us. There's a sacrifice. There's a calling that each one of us have on our life. And when we put it into the hands of Jesus, when we look at the whole redemption story and see what Jesus came to do, we can find that we can conquer evil and we can live because this is his house. This is not the enemy's house. This is his house. And Jesus is calling out for us to dwell in his house forever. Jesus came and died that criminal's death in order for us to see his goodness and love that will follow us all the days of our lives. But only if we're willing to give our lives over to him, trust in him, his promise of eternal life through a relationship with him. When we become made new, when we when we take that step of baptism or we take that relationship and we don't lean on our own understanding because as people, we are fearful. We can't trust ourselves. We are, in, we, we are inside evil from the very beginning, but through Christ, we can become free. We don't have to count, look, at our, look at ourselves and trust in ourselves. We trust in God. So when we're facing the fear, when we're facing the enemy, we know that our relationship with Christ can set us free. That's his antidote for fear. Today, is fear keeping you from our relationship with Jesus? Is this maybe the first time you're hearing it and you're like, man, this is really heavy stuff? Is fear holding you back from making a decision that will carry you out of the shadows and into the light? And if so, today I want you to remember these things as you lean on to God's promises. And I found this list this week on um, Facebook, which I didn't actually think would come in handy until last night when I was reading over it again, so I added it right here at the end. So uh, somebody in this very room posted this on Facebook, and I I thought it was cool. Lean into God's promises, and it's God's got this. The Lord fights for me. Jesus loves me. I am a child of God. He is able. It is finished. His grace is sufficient. I am not alone. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Christ is enough for me. He has overcome the world. Be still and know. And the last one I put in big caps letters with an exclamation point. Fear has no grip on me. Fear has no grip on me because I dwell, you dwell, we dwell in the house of the Lord forever. When we lean on him, trust in his understanding, lean on him to trust his calling for our life, we don't fear, we live. Even walking through the shadows of the darkest valley, evil will not conquer. We live in the house of the Lord. And that is the truth. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the truth that you give us right here. That even though we might walk through the darkest valleys and we might walk through some really tough stuff in our life, that God, you are in control. We don't have to let evil overcome us. We don't have to let fear take over our life to a moment that we are completely crippled by it. Because God, you are our healer. You are our maker. And you will do great things. God, we we come to you today and we lay down any burden that anybody in this room may have. Because God, it's only you that can take this away. We can't do this on our own. We can't trust in ourselves. There's nothing we can do to fix our situation, nothing we can do to fix our story. The only thing that fixes our story is by you and by looking at what you've done that have led us to where we're at today. And for anybody in this room that is struggling with that truth, with that, with that thought, God, I pray that today will be the day that they lay it before your feet and they surrender it to you. And today is the day of transformation. God, there's a whole life out there waiting for us that you have called us to. And if we sit back and we have fear, and we sit back and we let evil overcome, we won't be able to do what you've called us to do, and that's love our neighbors as ourselves. And that's to go and make disciples of all nations. We cannot let our fear overcome, because God, we have a greater calling in our life. You have made a table before us with our enemies, God. You lead us beside quiet waters. You anoint our heads with oil, and you're with us even through the darkest valleys. And through that, we dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And there's no other place that we need to be except for in your house. You say in John 14:6 that for I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. And that's through a relationship with you is is when we will dwell in your house. So God, for anybody that needs you today, I pray that they just put out their hands and say, Lord, I recognize that I'm a sinner, that I need you. that I've been trying to do this on my own and I'm tired of doing it on my own and I need something different. I need you, God. I need you to transform my life. I need you to walk me through that darkest valley so I can live. So then on the day that I'm on that deathbed, I can go in peace. That I don't have to fear because I know that on my final breath, I will dwell in your house forever because of my relationship with your son, Jesus, God, we thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for what you're going to do. We trust you, Lord, and we thank you for your blessings. In your name we pray, amen.